Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessor Prayer. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, woman of God. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And again, welcome, welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessor Prayer. Um, you're in for a treat again. You know, Dr. Uh, uh, Elder Jewel Malcolm, I mean, she's a woman of God. I mean, we're in for a treat tonight with the teaching tonight. Amen. Amen. So, um, without further ado, uh, Prophet Bob, would you like to open us up in prayer? I'd be honored to, sis. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I repented earlier. But between that time and right now, I could have made a mistake. I could have failed you in some way. Or I could have read something in the chat room that you sent me to. And something wasn't right. And I repent of it right now in the name of Jesus. Wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, iniquity and sin, in Jesus' name, amen. Father, we've gathered here tonight, and we know we're going to hear an awesome word again. The deep things of God, 
is a serious issue. And everyone that is born again and spirit-filled needs to know the deep things of God. And tonight, Elder June Malcolm will present to us what the Lord has laid on her heart to give us. And we're, we're, um, we believe tonight, Lord, that you're going to teach the word to us and we're going to apply it to our hearts. There are some things that you're going to reveal out of the mouth of the elder to reveal to us that we must listen tonight. I feel an urgency in my spirit tonight that we need to hear what you're about to share with us because a lot of us are going to go, "Mm, my goodness gracious, I didn't know that. And so, Father, have your way tonight. If there be just one on the call that might not be saved or one on the call that's straddling the fence, I pray tonight, Father, that they will come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now let them not leave this prayer line without making that heart commitment. We're asking you to do this tonight, not by might nor by power, but by your Holy Spirit. Now, Father, touch everyone that came. Deliver and set free like you always have been doing from the beginning of time to right now. Continue to touch the people of God in this ministry, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Back to you, Minister Shona. Amen, amen, amen. Again, for those who are joining us tonight, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study Intercessor Prayer. This is Sister Lashana. Good evening, everyone. Amen. I'm glad, like I said, again, I'm glad to be on this line. So um, I just want to let you know we're on, we are, uh, Civil Words Ministry is 100% volunteer ministry. Um, We are on, we have services nine times a week. We just heard was Prophet Bob Profi. He has Prophet's Corner set on um, Mondays at noon. <clears throat> so, again, if you're on your lunch breaks, uh, please join Prophet Bob. I know we have a lot of other uh, ministries that also come out to support him during that time. So if you're a Simple Words Ministry member, please, 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 please come out, come out, come out. Also, of course, is Monday Night Bible Study at 9, at, excuse me, I'm in, Time, yeah, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time with Elder June Malcolm. Again, an awesome woman of God. You will be fed fully. Uh, Tuesdays, we have Jeremiah Generation with Sister Kamisha. And as always, on Wednesday mornings, we got Standing the Gap, where we're standing out for our families, standing out for our, our, our countries and our communities. We intercede on one another's behalf. And, of course, on Wednesday night, we test, we give God all the praise and all the glory through our testimony services. Thursday, we read the word line by line, precept upon precept, with Sister Nyoka walking through the word. There, that's exactly what we do. I mean, we crack the Bible open and we read. So if you're needing assistance in helping you with your Bible study, your daily Bible study, weekly Bible study, come out on Thursday nights at 9 p.m., for walking through the word. Also, and of course, our flagship service, 
fire on the wire because it's at midnight with Paul and Silas praying. And, well, you know, you, everybody, you know the rest. And also on Saturdays, we have Sister Monica Holden Little with our Inspiration Noonday Hour on Saturdays. And, of course, on Sundays, we have Pastor Marie Tim for our Sunday service. All, <clears throat> all t- um, excuse me. All times are in Eastern Standard Time, so adjust accordingly to your time zone. Amen. Um, also, before I'm going to ask this one more time, before I bring these prices up, um, we are knowing that our conference is coming in September. And I want to see everybody who didn't make it last year with those who did make it last year. So we are needing an official headcount. So, I am needing, I'm going to say this again, an official headcount because I need to have prices and everything set out by June on by uh, April 15th so we can plan accordingly. So with that being said, if you are planning to attend Orlando, this Orlando, Florida in September, you will need to A, either text me or Pastor Marine on Facebook or contact Pastor Marine 10 daily. Therefore, we can have an official care count. If you are out of the U.S. of A and you are needing a travel visa or passport, because we call them passports here, so if you're needing a travel visa, please see me. Contact me because I can help you with all that info. So, again, need an official head count so we can get our group rate. I need as many people and I want to get everything set so when I give everybody rates, the more the people, the less it will cost. But after all, I want to make sure we have an official headcount. So if we need to switch hotels or what have you from where we were last year, we'll have adequate room for everybody. Amen? Amen. 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 So I am really officially needing an official headcount by... I am needing an official head count as soon as I can break out my calendar. Um, I want to say next Friday I am needing an official head count um, by next Friday. I'm going. If you, I- I'm going. You going? Oh, I know you're going. <laughs> so we know we got one. We got two. So um, other people who didn't show up last year. And you have a desire to go, but you don't think your finances are going to be in order. It's time to start saving now. Start saving now and then see us, please. Because we are family, point blank and period. I always say, people, we're family. So if certain things you need us, you need a room, you want to find somebody that's on room, you need to let me know early so we can have all arrangements made. Amen? And we need more men this year so that the men can have someone to room with. Correct. Unless they're married. Oh, correct. Correct, correct, correct. Amen. So, <clears throat> that being said, just want to make sure we've let this, I'm, 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 cause I'm gonna start blasting soon. See me asking questions. Um, asking questions. So when we get everything going, y'all know I will advertise like I've never advertised before. So y'all know me. Amen. Um, so I'm going to open up the line right now for testimonies and praise reports. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Um, can I give a praise report? 
Yes, ma'am, you can. Sorry <laughs> to God. For those um, uh, um, who weren't on the line last night, I'm pleased to report that uh, Sister Ariana, who is the daughter of our very own prophetess Tasha, gave her heart, recommitted her heart, gave gave you know gave her heart back to the Lord last night in last night's service, and we just want to keep her lifted up in prayer. Amen. Glory amen. to God. God bless you. Amen. 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 Awesome, awesome. That's the best testimony here yet. Amen. So the line is again open for praise and testimony reports. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I always give a praise report. Glorify the Lord, man of God. Glorify the Lord. That's right. And I'm not gonna. They're not gonna stop me. I'll I'll, I'll uh, testify till I go home to be with the Lord. Um. Over the weekend, in fact, Wednesday night, Pastor Marine, you prayed a powerful prayer over Prophetess Gina and I about God's favor mm-hmm. and the blessing of God, blessings of God being upon Gina and I. And I praise God for that, for your obedience. On Friday, we got blessed tremendously. Not once, not twice, but three times. Amen. Hallelujah. And I wanted to confirm the word with you, woman of God, because you're accurate and to the T when God gives you something and you speak it. Let me tell the saints of God tonight, you can take it to the bank when Pastor Marine prays for you or you get a prophetic word from this woman of God, take it to the bank. It will come to pass. And so I want to thank God tonight for the abundance of blessings that we received. And one of them was an unexpected one. Didn't even know that was coming. And I made an announcement today on the Prophet's Corner, and I will make the announcement tonight. When I get paid on the 3rd, look for your PayPal, Pastor. The Lord told me to sow into your life, and I'm going to sow into your life. And anybody else on the prayer call, you need to sow into this ministry, into Pastor Marine Chen Daly's life. If you haven't done it yet, you need to do it because, see, God is going to bless you because of your obedience. God bless you all. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. 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 And since piggyback off that, if you're wanting to sow into Simple Words Ministry, please contact Pastor Marine Chen. And if you do not have her PayPal information, she will give that to you. Amen. 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 Um, I, I know we have to start the teaching, but I have another testimony. I just wrote it in the ministry, the minister's um, group on WhatsApp. Because, you know, I just got something from Minister Kamisha, so I wrote it in there, and then God just led me to write this. Um, Prophet Bob, I don't, I don't think you may have listened to it on the recording. So this is recording, recorded. Oh wow! This, this word, I gave a word to um, Brother David 
when he came on the line, um, Prophet Bob, right after you invited him to come to the line, God spoke to me, and even though Brother David, you know, may not fit into, you know, um, the 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 you know, how how we think, um, you know, somebody should should sound or whatever, God gave me a word, and it is recorded. Um, that he was going to, that God was going to use him, that he was a minister and that God was going to use him. Mm-hmm. And you, do you remember that, Prophet Bob? Yes, ma'am, I do. Amen. Um, I'll have you guys know, just before I, I left for India, so I didn't get the chance to testify about this. I don't know if he, if he spoke about it on the line. I didn't get a chance um, to to, to share this testimony. Um, not that I like to share other people's testimonies, but I shared it tonight um, for a, spe- a specific reason, and God just said, you know, tell them on the line. Brother David wrote to me just, just I think, like a couple of days before I left for India, letting me know that he was appointed as a deacon in his church. Now, nobody can tell me that God does not know what he's doing, you know? And oftentimes, you know, God will give us a word, God will say something to us, and we hold back thinking, well, you know, maybe it doesn't, doesn't make sense, because I literally got a phone call. When I gave that word that night, I literally got a phone call the following day or, or a couple of days after I gave the word, um, and, and, and the person said to me, no such thing, you know, there's no way. And um, and 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 here we have the testimony. He has been appointed a deacon in his church, and we give God thanks and we give God praise, and we thank God for the prophetic word that goes forth in this ministry. And we will continue to pray for those glory to God that God uses to bring forth a word. Amen. 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 Amen, Pastor. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Um, I guess when I'm going to give you my testimony tonight, amen. amen. Um, I want to say thank you to every, and I think I did it last week, but I'm going to do it again for people who may not have heard me um, last week. I want to thank every single person that's been supporting me through this time. Simple um, Words Ministry members. I mean, the calls, the phone calls, everything, I really appreciate your support. Um, my mom, she's getting better every day. Um, she has a good day. She has a bad day. But I am saying God is a healer, and he is a provider, and I can't give up, y'all. And I just thank God. I mean, he provided today. When You know, you have those moments where you're not feeling as encouraged as you should, or you're not feeling as chipper as you should. And, um, my aunt called me and said, "I called. God told me to call you last week, but I, she said, I promise you, I had a whole bunch of stuff going on, and but He laid me on my heart to call you to give you some encouragement." And I was like, I want to just cry, but just tell her, "Oh, I'm, that made me feel so good because sometimes you go through storms." And you don't, you know, you don't think other people is there or supportive or, you know, you get in your own funk. No matter what, what the perception is and what the reality is, sometimes can blur lines a little bit, especially when you're going through a lot. But I want to say truly, I want to thank you to everyone 
who's been encouraging to me during these times because I'm telling you, I need it. Need every prayer. Whether I heard you or not, I know you prayed. Whether you said it to me or not, I know you prayed for me. So I want to say thank you for praying for the both of us and just keep it, keep us lifted up. So that is my testimony and my thank you. And, you know, before I get totally mushy, you know, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Amen. <clears throat> so, amen. So, um, um, also, uh, the line is now open for one more uh, testimony or praise report. Amen. 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 So, I know we have others who had desire to uh, give a praise report, but you know we're gonna we're gonna let this play a little bit before Elder June Malcolm gets up to speak. Amen. 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 Glory to God. You're in all this provision. He's greeted his greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, lift your hands as we lift our voices. Come on, say, my God is awesome. Come on, say, he can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Come on, say it. Help me from the rain. That's it. My God is awesome. Come on. Heals me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weakened. Forever he'll rest. Come on, you got it. My God is awesome. Come on, say, he can move mountains. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. Has he ever troubled you? Come on, my God is awesome. Heal me when I'm broken. Strength where I've been weak. Forever he'll reign. One word, come on, everybody. My God is Awesome. And see what the Lord has brought. 
So we shall be palatable and teachable unto you as we sit upon the master's feet, Father God. Right now, Father God, we do honestly repent of anything in your sight because we want to be righteous in your sight right now, Father God. So we give you praise. Father God, right now, mm, I thank you for what's about to come tonight, Father God. And oh, my, my, oh, Jesus, we apply the blood. We apply the blood over our houses tonight. We apply the blood over this prayer line tonight. We apply, the, apply your precious blood over the, any businesses, every, anything and everything that we're on tonight. I thank you for covering us once again tonight because mm, we plead the blood. We plead the blood tonight. And also, mm, I thank you tonight for what's about to come and what's about to go forward. So I lift up Elder Green. I, excuse me, Elder June Malcolm, up to you tonight, Father God. You see, uh, as she goes forth, Father God, I ask her, her to totally decrease as you increase in her, Father God. Give her the wisdom that comes from the throne room of grace, Father God. Father God, as she goes forth, Father God, I ask you to buy every single distraction, Father God, whether it's physical, physical, emotional, anything that's keeping from penetrating the word to pretend to penetrate deep into our hearts, Father God, I ask you to remove it now in the name of Jesus. And right now, Father God, I thank you right now. I thank you for what's about to come. I thank you for the lesson tonight. I thank you for everything that's about to come. And, God, I thank you tonight as this lesson goes forth that is sealed with your son's precious blood. So everything that she is teaching us, we shall be established in it. So, God, I give you praise tonight. And I thank you tonight, and I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Elder June Malcolm. I'm President Lord, Saints. Praise Lord. Lord. I have your, the line is now uh, yours. Oh, praise God. I give God glory and praise and honor. For his goodness towards us, and I'm so glad that we're here. We are spared. I, I bless the Lord for um, Deacon David's um, new appointment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, we're going to pray him through that he fulfill that role of a deacon with excellence in Jesus' name. And um, I do pray that his church have the right meaning of what a deacon is. <laughs> glory to God. I've seen deacons being slated to do all kind of stuff. That's not biblical, but I do pray that he's given the right portfolio and that he will do excellently in that um, ordination. I'm glad to see that the Lord is still finding able-bodied men to appoint in his his kingdom, and I I bless the Lord for that. I also thank the Lord for um, um, Minister Burton's mom. That she's, doing, that she's doing well. You know, when we're children, um, I know that our parents bear great burdens for us, um, great, great burdens when we're, when we're little children. Um, but when our parents are older and, we, and, and the roles are exchanged and, and, and we are serving, um, serving our parents, like we become their caretakers, I often wonder if um, the pain that my mom felt uh, when I was a child, if it's the same pain I felt when I had to mother her, when the roles are changing, I'm now, I'm the one making the decisions, I'm the one deciding when to eat, what to eat, when to wear, <laughs> when 
went to bed. And that was a, that was a lot of strain. That was a lot of um, responsibility and a lot of strain. Not because the work was hard, and not because I I didn't enjoy it, but because I in in my mind I knew she was my mom, and so in 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 that thought, um, she's the one supposed to be giving me the orders. She's the one that. I'm I'm the one supposed to be taking the instructions. I'm I'm the one supposed to be listening to her. But now the roles were changed, and I was the one who had to give the instruction. And it was very um, unnatural and abnormal, and and made it very difficult and made it very hard because at all times I had to make certain that in speaking to my mom, that I didn't lose sight that she was the mom, and I was still I was still the daughter although I was the one doing the caretaking. So it becomes, it's emotionally and psychologically hard. Um, there's a lot of books written, and there's a lot of um, service agencies for, for children who have to take care of their parents because it, it's, it's mentally it's mentally taxing. Um, so I bless the Lord to hear that, um, um, Minister Burton, that your mom is doing well and, and that you're actually handling that reversal of roles um, very well. To, to God be the glory, and I just pray your strength. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That as long as the Lord decides for your mom to be here, that you will have this strength and the wherewithal to play the role um, that you're playing. Like in North America, in Canada, I don't know about other places in North America, but in Canada, the um, um, the nursing, the the Geriatrics nursing industry is a very lucrative, very well-paid, very vast and extensive um, industry these days because um, many people, for one reason or the other, um, put their parents in nursing homes and retirement homes and all kind of homes. And one of the major reasons why that is done sometimes is not because they don't have the time nor the space to take care of their own parents, but because it's very taxing emotionally. And so they would rather put their parents somewhere in an institution and then go see them. Sometimes some children go every day to sit with their parents at some point in time, but they will not bring them home because they say, um, that's, that's too taxing on my mind. So they live in a nursing home. So, Mr. Burton, I'm so glad that you're doing well, and I'm glad that um, you are there for your mom in Jesus' name. And um, lastly, before I speak, on Friday night, I was pressed with a burden because of I have, I'm living with unsaved members of my family. And, and so I got to thinking that um, of all what I do outside of my home for um, in the ministry and for folks who do not know the Lord, then I, I decided that I needed to see my family, at least my family members saved. And so Pastor Maureen and I, in the, in the late late hours of the morning, uh, of the night or early hours of the, the morning, uh, we were talking and, and she prayed. We prayed about my my children and my brother um, coming to know the Lord, like getting saved. And so I'm glad to report. We just prayed one prayer. We we, we, we do intend to attack this thing in, yes. in, in, in in, in full-out war, but we had not really declared war on Friday night. We just, we just simply <laughs> mentioned it, that we're fully conscious that these unsaved loved ones that are so close to us, and we love them so much that they're not with the Lord, and we want them to be with the Lord. So 
we're going to sit down and plan some strategies <laughs> how to get them uh, into the kingdom. And, and we just simply pray and say, God, you know, this is our mindset. This is what we're going to do. But I'm glad to report that on Sunday, without me saying a word to my daughter, my daughter got up and says, Mom, we're coming to church today. I'm sorry, my daughter did not hear when Pastor Martin and I were on the phone. Yeah. And she, I, I, she said, we're coming to church, and then I said, who is we? She says, I'm going to get my other sister and and um, our kids, and we're coming to church. So I'm glad to report that my two daughters and their children were at church um, yesterday, and um, that's just such a wonderful blessing. So that means Pastor Maureen and everybody else on the line. Um, and did I just say that um, Prophet Tasha's daughter renew herself? Uh, yes. She rededicated Amen. Rededicated herself. So praise God. So I am using that as an endorsement that God is now ready to lead us in the battle to get our unsaved um, loved ones, children, brothers, sisters, grandchildren, um, either either coming to know the Lord for the first time or renewing themselves unto the unto the Lord. So I I like when the Lord endorses something and 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 give us the the go ahead and the okay. So I just want to release on the line here that we have the go ahead, we have the okay. Hallelujah, glory to God to go out and get our unsaved loved ones, and God will see us. True glory to God. So I bless God for that, and I give God thanks. Glory to God. So in um, tonight's lesson, tonight's lesson, I am, I've been trying to, and I think I'm just now getting there. Where did this go? I am, I am wrapping up the the second the second segment of this series of lessons. As um, if you're on the line um, before now, you know that this series of lessons is divided into the, the three segments. And this series of lessons under the um the the general um subject of um the power of knowledge. And if you are on the line for the first time tonight, I just wanna bless you and thank you for coming by and I pray that um you will stay with us to the end of the program and you'll be blessed. Um, that's a promise from God, not from me. And and so we we had looked at um the enemy, our adversary, the old dragon from the Garden of Eden and we found out that he was none other but um Lucifer, the archangel, whose original duty um was to overshadow the mercy seat of God and um he was um beautiful and he was full of music and there was just none like him. He was called the son of the morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he took up with evil, and we learned that evil was an entity that God created um, himself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So um, Lucifer, the archangel, took up with evil, and um, and it was so sad that he did that from where he said he was. It was sad that somebody in that position um, could have taken up with evil and, and to turn against God. But he did, and he made a series of I will declarations, like I will put my throne above God, and I will be like the most high, and I will, and all those, I think it's five of them that he declared. Uh, anyway, by the time he was finished declaring his I wills, <laughs> he was cast out of heaven uh, because he had, he had lost his place and his position. Um, glory to God, there was a fight that ensued, um, not between him and God, and God does not fight. 
Yeah, God does not fight with his, his creation. He's God. He's the Almighty. He just have to think a thought, and we're disintegrated. And he just have to, you know, just uh, be gone with you. But, you know, fortunately, God does not really do that with um, anything that he creates. Uh, I know in eternity there's going to be a full separation between good and evil, between light and darkness, between day and night and all of that stuff. But um, for the ones who are against God, they will still be existing somewhere eternally. Um, God is eternal, and anything God makes is eternal. So unfortunately, those things will not just die and disappear and go away. And um, some men men need to know that because they think that death is the end. They think um, as long as you live on the earth and die, then it's over and done with, and you're gone forever. And, um, never to return and forgotten that you were ever here. But that is a uh, mis um, misjudgment and uh, r- wrong teaching from the enemy. We we are going to spend eternity someplace, whether with God or separated from God. So um, the Lucifer Lucifer decided that he was going to. Um, take up with evil, whatever evil had presented him, he decided that he would go after it and and found out that it was a mistake um, because in the end, Michael um, waged a war against him. And Michael was his counterpart. It was the, the other archangel on the other side of the mercy seat. And um, his wingtip, because they're cherubims, they had wings. Not all angels have wings, but Lucifer and Michael in that position over the mercy seat happened to have wings. And um, they, their wingtips touched each other, so one on the left and one on the right, and so they overshadowed um, the mercy seat of God. So when Lucifer decided to rebel, it was Michael that fought, and that's in in, in Revelation, we dealt with that before. It wasn't God. Anyway, Lucifer lost um, the battle because good always overcomes evil. Always, always, always. Crime does not pay. And so um, at the end of the battle, he was cast out. And unfortunately, the angels who sided with him were cast out with him. And some of the angels who might not have directly sided with him, but they weren't with God either. They weren't with Michael either. You know, some guys, they like to sort of straddle the fence. You know, we're looking to see how the battle is going. And uh, at the end of the battle, when the dust settle, we will stand with the winner. But that's not... Uh, profitable position to take in the spiritual realm because we're dealing with a God that's eternal and he knows our heart eternally. So for those angels who could not make up their mind what side they were on or who they were fighting with or what they were doing, they ended up um, being cast out also because to spend eternity in heaven with God or to spend eternity with God, um, heaven or any place else, you just have to be solid and sure-footed and can be double-minded. You have to be single minded and single hearted. So for for those angels who weren't weren't fully with Lucifer and evil but they weren't fully with God either. They were awful cast out. Same will happen to man. Um war on the earth if we not really, you know, with God one day with him, one day we're not we're in the church but we're worldly. Um 
you know, we're baptized and we might have the Holy Ghost and speak with tongues, but we still subscribe to a lot of earthy stuff and fleshy stuff. Uh, yeah, we want, we're not going to be raptured. <laughs> um, to be raptured, you just have to be suddenly and singularly in mind and heart like Jesus was. So we dealt with, we dealt with um, uh, evil and, and, and Lucifer and the fallen angels in our first segment, and we, we, we looked at how um, they were cast out again, unfortunately, up on the earth. Hallelujah. And he came down with great wrath, and he just decided that um, man was going to be the brunt and the subject of his onslaught and terrorism. And so the world is in turmoil and even until today because of that. But here we are. We were created and made um, in the beginning by God, and then we were born on the earth in the race that is called man. And there's only one race of man. I know, there's a, I know there is a social stigma and a social ailment and social ill that caused a lot of chaos um, amongst um, the different nations of people. That is called racism, and that's because um, mankind, human beings, have the idea that there are many different races of people on the earth, and, and we determine race by our skin color and hair texture and size of nose and all of that stuff that we, we choose rather than to admire it as um, the beauty of diversification. We take it to mean the source of enmity. And so we use our physical um, differences in appearance to wreak havoc um, in the society and in our communities and each other's life. But really and truly, if you, if you look at God's position in the Bible, there's only one race of man. Man is only one race. All of mankind is one race. But what we have, we have nations. We have different nations. And within nations, we have families, um, our clans, our tribes, according to where we're in the earth, we're from, and your vocabulary. And so um, we, we've been looking at man. We've been looking at what is man? What is this? being that is called man and so we have we dealt with man extensively I think not all inclusively because no one person and definitely not I can finish the Bible <laughs> the Bible is a living book it is alive and at some point in time on this program uh, we will look at the Bible or we got it or it came about. But the Bible is a living book. It is it is alive. It's not just it's not just black writing and red writing and white paper. Um the the, the words in the Bible are actually spirit and their life and, and, and the Bible the words in the Bible will speak to you, hallelujah. It will convict you and convince you and it will reprove you and rebuke you and even condemn you if you won't um if you won't submit um glory to God. So the so the by the word of God whether it's in the written form, um, or spoken form, uh, or, or personification form, or manifested form, at some point in time, too, if I'm still here, and simple word means and the Lord um, release me out, teach you a lesson on the, on the, on the word of God, um, glory to God. But even in the written form, uh, that came off a printing press, the word of God is quick and powerful and, and, and sharp. So we've been... In the Word of God, God let us know that there's only one race of man. Um, 
though we are of different nations, because even out of one womb, we looked at before, came to different nations of people, not to certain races. That was Esau and Jacob. Um, their mother's name was Rachel, and their daddy's um, name was Isaac. I, no, Rebecca, their mom's name was Rebecca, their daddy was Isaac, and, 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 and they were twins, but they were two different nations of people. And so we looked at that. We looked at how God originally intended a man to um, reproduce on the earth because he had given man the, the commission to um, increase and multiply and replenish. So from the very beginning, God intended for man to um, reproduce himself on the earth. And so we see that um, biological reproduction um, is not because of sin and it's not because of evil. That was God's original plan. Albeit man had sort of stepped ahead of God and did, did some stuff that really affected how man was reproduced. Um, but nonetheless, the, the, the commission to reproduce was given before man before man sin. It wasn't an afterthought with God. And so although man sin, um, we still had the commission to reproduce, to increase and multiply and replenish. And somebody must have asked Paul, um, in, in light of that, Man is conceiving sin and sin in iniquity. So every time a person is born on the earth, and I did, uh, we did go through a, a, a little, a, a couple of weeks, we're looking at a difference between what I label human being and what I label to be man, because there's a distinct difference between a person who is living under the condemnation of sin in darkness, between a person who um, is walking in the light of God. And and so just to make this, because the term human being is not found in the Bible. So it's found in science, and it's found colloquially in our day-to-day -day language between each other. We call each other human beings. But the term is not found in the Bible at all. It's not a biblical term. And, uh, and so I just designate um, human beings just because of what the word human means um, to those souls who are unregenerate. Those souls who are still um, not living under the auspices of Christ, um, those folks who are not yet transformed, those um, those members of mankind who is yet without God and Christ, I, we, I call them human beings because that's what we're calling the earth, human beings, didn't make it up, the scientific term. <laughs> I just use it. But then when it comes to a son of God, a person who is walking with God, I retain the term man, just to show that there's a distinct difference as to whether you accept Christ or you don't accept Christ. So somebody must have asked a question, okay, seeing that man is being reproduced in sin, um, how how does that bear and women who, uh, women are the ones who, actually give birth to. Uh, so you who are giving birth to sin, because if we're conceiving sin and sin in iniquity, then every time a, a, a woman gives birth, that's what she, <laughs> she gives birth to. She gives birth to sin. So, um, so the question must have been asked of Paul, how does this affect um, a woman's ability to be saved and um, be reborn and
and to actually um, spend eternity with God. And, and, and then Paul told us plain straight that, um, yes, a woman can still be saved, um, just like men. So both male and female can be saved. A woman can still be saved, even though a woman is a, is a person who gives birth to ungodly seed. They can still be saved. Even in childbearing, they can still be saved. Even if you die in childbirth, you can still be saved. But um, you have to be found in faith and serving God, and you can be saved. So we, we, we actually looked at uh, a certain depth and certain unusual aspect of being a part of the race of man. We also looked very briefly on the scientific um aspect of reproduction these days where people who cannot naturally conceive uh, would go to the fertility labs and they would um whatever they do in fertility they they would purchase um purchase some semen, purchase sperm and they will decide what sort of baby they want to have, intelligent, pretty, whatever, and they would um the the lab the the scientists will actually develop a child in a test tube um and and then plant that plant that seed into a woman and so we we, we looked at that to see um, are these real real human beings can they be saved what does god say about um these persons were um, generated in, in a science lab, in a test tube. Do they have a soul? Do they have a spirit? Does God deal with them? We looked at that, so we did look at it um, in some depth, what it means to be to be a man. And and so after we finished this, this um, section, and as I said, not finished meaning uh, we have covered everything in the Bible, or uh, we have looked at every aspect of man, um, but uh, finish just mean that um, the Holy Ghost has indicated to go on to the next segment. So we'll, we'll transition from, just as we transition from who the devil is to what is man, we're going to transition over to who is God. Hallelujah. And then we will study monotheism. We will study the fact that there is only one God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And we will um, determine from the this, this, this scriptures who God is, um, to the degree that he wants us to know who he is, and what are we supposed to do with that knowledge? Um, why, why, what are we, why, why, why did God give it to us, and what are we supposed to do with it, and how do we benefit from knowing who God is? Now, there are some folks who say that God cannot be known at all, um, that's very noble of them to say something like that. Um, they're just trying to show that they are very humble, and they say God is so majestic and God is so vast that God cannot be known, and they're called agnostics. Um, they just don't even bother try to know who God is because God cannot be known. You're just wasting your time. I, I find that um, the enemy can be very ingenious. At times I say um, Satan is very silly, and at times he's very silly. At times he's not smart at all. Um, but at times you can see where he's, he's very sly, he's very cunning, he's very devious. And so Satan has many, many, many doctrines. 
as how to deceive um, man and how to get man to miss God. And so if you're in Christ, if you're absolutely certain that there is a God because of whatever experience you might have had from wherever you get your experiences from, you, you, you could have had an experience where you're absolutely certain without a shadow of a doubt that God is real. There is such a being called God. He exists. And... um. Not even the devil himself can take that away from you. So Satan would not waste time trying to convince you that there is no God. Because you have already passed that stage. So he has better sense. What he would do instead, though, is to let you believe that God is so um, far away and that God is so unreachable and God is so... um, um, mysterious and mystic that you being a mere mortal cannot know him. So don't even try. And, and, and unfortunately, some people are convinced of that, and they do not pursue God in any, any sort of way um, because they just thought it would be uh, an exercise in futility. They wouldn't come to a desired end, so they don't, they don't bother because they think God cannot be known. Um, Paul met some of these guys when he was up in Marsville, um, and um, he spoke with them and was able to help them. They had an inscription to the unknown God. And so that, although Paul cleared up on Mars Hill with, <laughs> with those Greek folks, that, that Satan still uses, Satan still uses that tactics and that ploy to deceive many people um, today. Um, glory to God. And um, <laughs> when we go to our next segment of monasticism, then one of my prayer unto God is that whoever comes on the line, if it's even one night, that they will know that you are, you are, yes, majestic, majestic, yes, and you are almighty, but you're also personable, and you also, um, you're also accessible, accessible to us, and you desire that we have a relevant and current and real relationship, hallelujah, with you, and that if we apply ourselves to knowing you, then we can actually um, know you. Glory to God. So that will be that will be my mandate in when I am teaching monasticism, because um, God desire to have a relationship with us, a very close knitted, intimate relationship with us. Uh, we will come to see if we pursue God how He wants to be pursued. That God um, likes to be in our business like every detail about our life, everything about us. God likes to participate. God likes to be there. Just very much the same way if we're parents and we're loving, caring parents, we want to know everything about our children, who their friends are, where they're at, where they go. What do you do when you're not in my in my vision? Um, go to God when I'm not seeing you. What do you like? What don't you like? What games do you play? Like We just want to know everything. Every little mark in our kid's body, we can identify our kid's body by... Oh, he has a birthmark on his bum. He has a birthmark under his arm. And we can tell stories how they got the birthmark. And so, you know, their their habits from their children growing up. 
and we like to tell stories about our children and 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 and, and bask in the glory of our children. Well, if we being sinful um, enjoy such a thing, then how much more God with us? Glory to God. So God can be known, and God desire desire to be known by us, and 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 so that's what I want to um, achieve. And when we study monotheism, when we go into monotheism, I want everybody to emerge with a real, living, current, active, relevant relationship, intimate relationship with God. So you can talk about God or talk of God, not not only because... The preacher says so, Bishop says so, Sister June says so, Pastor Chen says so, or even because the Bible says so, but because you yourself walk with God. You yourself have a relationship. You yourself know God personally. Hallelujah. So we just want to have um, to develop a personal relationship with God. And the, the mandate from monotheism is to create a personal relationship with God. So if not tonight or next week, definitely by the time we start April, we're going to study monotheism. And we should study monotheism all the way back to September or to the end of August, and that will be one whole year that we have spent with each other. Hallelujah. From Hosea 4, verse 6. Hallelujah. My people are destroyed for, Hosea 4, verse 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And hopefully after a year of studying um, this subject and this topic, that we will not be numbered with the folks who are ignorant and to, to, to our detriment or to our destruction. And also we will not be the exact same person as when we were when we started um, studying this subject. We would have grown and we would have become mature, um, more mature. One of the aspects of studying monotheism, uh, I'm going to let you know right now, is um, you need to know exactly who you are in Christ or who you are with God. And um, I did not do that segment in the second um, semester when we're studying what is man, because to answer what is man is quite diverse from answering who you are in Christ or who you are with God. Uh, What is man is a general subject theme that pertains to every single human being who was born on the earth. It's just generic. It's nothing there that's unique or specific to any one person. All of what um, we studied and looked at and all the scriptures that was taught, uh, and no scripture was really taught in any detail because I only have an hour, and so the hour goes by very quickly. Uh, at best, I had mentioned a whole ton of scriptures and given, given you um, um, the, the meat of that verse to inspire you to go and study it or to inspire you to spend some time with God. And it was always an open invitation in your private studies or when I'm speaking, if anything comes on your mind, you were quite um, welcome to ask and um, and make comment. Uh, one hour is not is not any, any 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 amount of time to study any scripture in detail. 
um, let alone 10, 15 scriptures per night. But um, the scriptures that were given out, they're a good starting point for you to seek seek the Lord. And so um, the, the Holy Ghost would have become your teacher then, and he would have um, just opened up, open up your understanding, just explode your heart and your mind with, um, with knowledge and wisdom and understanding, and you would just be flying like a kite at times when the Holy Ghost does that, and he does that better than I could ever do, glory to God. But I know he does it because he does it with me. And so that's that's why I had given you the scriptures to try and encourage you that when you're, you have some private time, I had encouraged you, I had encouraged you in the beginning to get a prayer closet and to um, set a specific time when you do go to God to have him open up your understanding and educate you or train you or instruct you or teach you about his words. Hallelujah, privately, glory to God, and pray unto him privately and so that you are equipped to, to do public to do public work <laughs> in front of you privately so that you can come out and do what you wanted to do publicly. So in this segment that we were doing, What is Man?, everything that we said, it was just generic. It was general. It applied to every single person, whether you're male or female, whether you're from the Middle East, from Asia, from South America, from the Amazon jungle, from the Arabian desert, from the jungles of Africa, anywhere you are, from the nice, nice sunny island of the Caribbean, from the frigid north, hallelujah, anywhere you come from, all the information that was given out um, before in this segment, what is man, it, it, it pertains to you. It pertains for every single human being. But when we go over to who is God, hallelujah, glory to God, um, we're going to become, when we looked at man over who is God, when we're doing monotism, when we look at man, it's going to be specific. It's going to be unique to you. It's gonna. It's not gonna be what is man, but it's gonna be who are you in Christ, and and so very often I'm gonna ask you, in the light of this, <laughs> in the light of this information, who are you? Um, glory to God, and I'm gonna force you to, to answer, not answer me, um, but answer yourself and answer God. So if you have never, if you didn't have a notebook before for these lessons, I'm gonna really. Uh, encourage you to go get a notebook because you need to come face to face with your maker, with your creator. And you don't come face to face with your creator necessarily by learning who the devil is or learning what man is, but you're going to have to come face to face with your maker when you start to think about who you are and who God is. And so you need to, you need a notebook. You need a notebook to keep between you and your maker because once you start thinking about who you are, uh, God is going to start talking to you a whole lot, like tons, and you're going to have to write down what he says in order to for it to benefit to benefit you. And write it down quickly when he tells it to you because God sometimes don't repeat himself. And there are times when the Lord has told me some wonderful things, and I bask in it when he told me, and then he said, write it down, and I said, oh, I'm washing the dishes, or I'm doing whatever. I'll write down later, and when I go to write down, I can't really recapture it. And I said, could you repeat it again? And he says, no. <laughs> I told you to write it down, and you didn't, so no. 
You didn't see fit to obey me right now, and I told you so. Forget it. You're on your own. So I don't, and then, then I become sad because it was something wonderful. And now I say, oh, my God. Just my spirit knows it now, my natural mind. It's gone from my natural mind. It's not gone from my spirit. It's gone from my natural mind. It's still in my spirit. But... um. If it's only in my spirit and not in my natural mind, then I can't use it at will. I have to wait until my spirit pull it up. <laughs> and sometimes, and those those times I would like to be able to use the information at will, but I didn't write it down, and it went. So just have to wait till my spirit pull it up. So we we're just closing out what is man, and um, even after we had gone over into monotheism, um, who God is. Um, if you ever come up with any questions about any of what was said before or even what was not said before, if in your studies you come across something that I hadn't mentioned, you could you could bring it forward and uh, we will deal with it as you bring it as you bring it forward to us. So I'm going to ramble off some stuff here um for you and um because I only have I have less than half an hour to go, okay, so I'm gonna just rumble off some stuff here and see how we're going to finish off tonight's lesson. So at this point, I just want to ask, is there anybody listening on the line who have any questions at this point? Mm. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. No questions, so we could move forward. <laughs> That's nice. Okay. So to the, to the general question, what is man? Uh, I'm just going to give you some some little um, one-liners here. Okay, and and some scriptures that go along with them, and then we will I probably should finish off the list next week. I don't think I'm going to finish it tonight, but I'll finish it off next week, and then after that we're going to studying God. All right, so man was the last of all of God's physical creation, and you'll find that in Genesis one twenty seven to thirty one. Man was created on the sixth day, number six, day number six, because creation took six days, and God rested on the seventh day. So man was created on the sixth day, and after that, God rested on the seventh day. That's, again, the Genesis 1, 27 to 31. And all men, no matter who they are, <laughs> came out of these verses. Okay, Cain also and his wife came out of here. Every single human being came out of Genesis 1, 27 to 31. And there was not, God did not make two different sets of men and two different creations, and the devil destroyed one, and only one is left on the earth today. And all those are just fancy doctrines that the enemy put in people's head, and, and they like to speak what the devil tells them, what the Bible doesn't say. But all men came out of Genesis 1, 27 to 31. No matter what race, no matter what nation they're from, or what region of the earth they're from, um, medical journal has proven that all human beings on the earth have a common bloodline. And it is from our mommy, from the mother's matriarchal. From our father's patriarch side of us, we will have a different blood type that identifies our father. So just in case our father don't want to admit that they had been there with our mothers, 
then God has second that by a blood test. Um, it can be determined what gendered each person. So from the blood, the blood from our the blood information, the blood information in our DNA system from our father, it is unique to our, to whoever our father is, whoever gendered us. But from our mother. It is the exact same information. So every single human being on the earth has two distinct and two separate DNA systems. We have a DNA system from our daddy, and we have a DNA system from our mommy. The DNA system from our daddy, they are distinct and unique and different from each other, depending on who our daddy is. But the one from our mother, every single human being shares the same. So that proves that every single human being on the earth are related one to the other. Glory to God. It proves that we are just one race of man. Um, in Acts chapter 17, verses 26. Acts chapter 17, verse 26. You will get confirmation for that. In case you did not take, you don't want to take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Please don't take my word for it. Um, in Acts chapter 17, verse 26, it says, Man, all nations, all nations of man is made of one blood to dwell on the earth. That's Acts seventeen twenty-six. So man's time, space, boundaries, are preset. They were preset by the Almighty from all eternity. So it says, well, all nations of man is of one blood. We're made of one blood. And I tell you, that's, that's from our mothers. That's from our daddy. Our daddy have different information, but our mom have one information. And I'm going to tell you in a minute why it is from, it is our mom's. Why, why God have it? It's, it's very, it's very um, wise why God have it. Our moms, as opposed to our daddy, that is the same bloodline. Um, and he says that the, the, our time, our appointed time, and the space that we occupy on the earth, and the boundaries that are occupied by each nation, all of that was preset by God. So the the Negroes live in Africa because God said so from the beginning. And the Caucasians um, were from the Caucasus Mountains because God said so um, from the beginning. And the Aborigines were from were the original people in in Australia and North America because God said so. Yeah, God, God just determined those things and God set them and, and it is so. Um, but no matter all those regions... We are of the same one blood from our moms. And the reason why the reason why it is from our mother that we share common bloodline is because God said that when when Eve sinned not when Eve sinned, when man sinned and Adam called her name Eve, it was because she would be the mother of all living. So in order to make that scripture be real and be valid, then it is our it is our DNA system 
that we gender from our mom, that is exactly the same. She is the mother of all living. And the Bible says so, and it is true. Eve is the mother of all living. Every single human being on the earth, you, if you chase your DNA, DNA goes right back to Eve. If we could, if we could trace it right back, it would go right back to her. But as far back as we can trace it now, it it it, it would be exactly the same. It doesn't change. And you could find that in any medical journal that you that you um, that you want to go and read, um, if you want to put it in the internet, and and put it in as our the maternal DNA system, and it will come up. The word Eve will come up. <laughs> that's that's what will come up the word Eve, and they will tell you that every human being have the same bloodline from their mother, and that bloodline is called Eve. And the original person that named the bloodline, the scientist who discovered that and named it, he said he was not subscribing to the biblical the biblical knowledge or the biblical scripture or the biblical information. It's just that Eve is as good a name as any. <laughs> so he was not endorsing the Bible by calling it Eve. Um, it's just that to him, he said he said Eve is as good a name as any. So, but it is called Eve. But he will say what he says that he just he, he just figures it's as good a name as any. But I know that's God endorsing His own word. So it so we all have a genetic system in us that scientists call Eve, and we get that from our mom. So. Um, that's put in scripture, the Acts seventeen twenty six. So all nations of men on the earth are related by one blood. What is man? Man is a is a, a, a system of being that's related one to the other, no matter what what area of the earth they're found, or no matter what nation they're born. They were born in, we're all brothers and sisters, we're all related. That is a man. That will keep your mind ticking for a long time. Um, glory to God. And if we will come to believe that, wars would cease. Hallelujah. But we do not believe that, so we continue to destroy each other. Um, Genesis 2, verse 7, man was made from the dust of the ground. Genesis 2, verse 7, and man became a living soul by God, breathing his own breath into his nostrils. Glory to God. So man was made from the dust. God took the dust from him, breathed into him, and he became a living soul. Man was made as either male or female singularly. That's Genesis 5, verse 2. So originally, man was male or female, was a male or a female, singularly. Very distinct, male, female. The male represented God in his outer, exterior self. And the female represented God in his interior, inner self. So, therefore, the male person is physically demonstrative, while the female person is emotionally or psychologically demonstrative. Put both male and female together, they represent God. Male the male by himself represent only the outer manifestation of God. That's why anytime God appears on the earth, he appears as a male. 
God never appears as a female, and there is no female God any place in heaven. God represents himself as a male at all times. And the female represents the heart or the emotion of God. And that's why the Bible says that the female was taken out of the man from his internal God, put him to sleep, took from him a rib, and with the rib, he formed a woman. So the woman represents the internal workings. So women tend to be um, crybabies. They cry a lot, and they they um, demand a lot of, if they're normal, if they're abnormal like me, it doesn't work that way. But if they're normal, women demand a lot of time. They demand a lot of affection. They demand a lot of attention, a lot of caressing, a lot of reassuring. They they demand affirmation. Uh, they need it. They need to know that they're accepted and they're loved. And that's just because they represent um the internal working of God. So, um, Elder, are you saying that God is the same way? Yes, he is. You better love God. <laughs> so many consequences. God loves to be loved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God loves to get close. God loves to cuddle and breathe his breath upon those who he is in fellowship with. God loves to talk. And um, and God does laugh also. God has a great sense of humor. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is gentle. Hallelujah. And God is long-suffering. And that's because his inner qualities are very, very, very tender-hearted. And that's how a woman is supposed to be. Now, I don't like these brawny women running around the place and they're lifting weights and carrying on if they're male. They're not male, they're female. And I don't subscribe to women who do not appreciate their femininity and they try to prove that they don't need men and they can do everything for themselves and all of that stuff. All, all that is contrary to how God situates the, the, the two genders to work together in alignment with each other. And neither do I subscribe to men who are more cough than I am. Their hairstyle is you know their hairstyle is more fancy than mine and their nails are so, you know, um their nails are manicured and, you know, they 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 walk so stylishly and, you know, their voice is so Soft, and I, I I don't appreciate men like that either. I, I, a man ought to be um, I physically strong and muscular and and ought to speak with authority. Glory to God, because the Bible says the male of the two of the two um, species in the race. Hallelujah. The two genders, the male is supposed to be head off, or protector off, or priest off, or rule over, or lead a female. Now, if you're more genteel than I am, and if you spend more time at the hairdresser than I do, and more time at the manicure shop than I do, then you're you're not going to be in place to lead me any place. They won't be around to be protecting me from anything. And so um, males and females have distinct roles, and we ought to fulfill the roles that God set us to fulfill, and we will do fine. But I imagine that as long as time lasts, we're going to have people who are upside down and contrary to the will of God and the standard of God. 
and so the church, uh, we did a little bit. We did a little bit when we were talking about what is man. The church needs to be equipped as how to identify these issues um, in those folks who the enemy has turned upside down, and 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 petition the Lord to be um, utilized as vessels of His grace to peradventure process save some. Glory to God. I imagine we all will not be saved, but save some, at least those who will hear in Jesus' name. So Genesis 5 verse 2 says, man in the beginning, in the beginning was made either male or female, not both. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, man was made in the image and likeness of God, that's Genesis 1, 26, making him a reflection of the eternal power on Godhead, which is Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. And that's in First John 5, verse 7. So if you're a preacher listening and you want to preach a good message, you can do a study on Genesis 1, verse 26, and couple it with First John 5, verse 7, and you'll get a dynamic message um, showing um, the relationship between God and man. Glory to God. Man, then, is a triune being consisting of spirit, soul, and body. And you will find that in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. Man consists of spirit, soul, and body. And um, your spirit and your soul works together um, most of the time as one entity, and that is why some, sometimes some folks are confused between the spirit and the soul and say that they are one and the same thing. They are not one and the same element. They are very different elements, but they work together. Like the spirit is the, is the mind of the soul. The spirit functions by the thoughts and the decisions that is made in your spirit. And your body has its own mind, and that is just called the mind. And so we have a natural mind, you know, and we have a spiritual mind. So the spiritual mind is supposed to rule over the soul, and your natural mind rules over the body. And when you become a new creature, a new creature, your natural mind and your spiritual mind come subjected to the mind of Christ. I go to God, which you have to decide um, for it to take up residence in your in your being. So, um, so Philippians two verse five says, "Let the same mind." which was in Christ Jesus be in you. So you have to decide that. Glory to God. But between your spirit and your natural mind, you do have enough wherewithal to make that decision. You have enough wherewithal to search out God and uh, and consent to God. But once you consent to God, you're consenting that now you're going to live by the mind of Christ. Glory to God. And the mind of Christ is Jesus Christ himself functioning and operating. And so it is wise. It just just makes sense since Jesus Christ is God himself to um, bring everything in subjection to the mind of Christ or to the spirit of Christ and to become his and let him have full control, full control of your mind, full control of your spirit, full control of your soul, and full control of your body, and it will be well with you. 
And um, Paul set himself up to pray that through to the church that was in Thessalonica. So that's what he's talking about in First Thessalonians 5, verse 23. So if any, anybody else come with any other definitive element of your being, um, please don't become confused. Man just consists of spirit, soul, and body, no, nothing else. Okay, man is the offspring or inheritor of God's creation. That in Acts chapter 17, verse 28 to 29. Glory to God. Um, when I was teaching this originally, I showed it to you from Genesis. Um, but today, I, well, Genesis 1, 28. And today I want you to add Acts 17, verses 28 to 29, to Genesis 1, verse 28. So Genesis 1, verse 28 says, Man was given dominion over all of God's other creation. Everything that God had made, um, God put man in dominion over it all. And then in Acts 17, verse 28, Paul made us to know that the reason why God did that is because man is God's offspring or God's child, or God's inheritor, um, is God's benefactor. So everything that God created, he created it for man. And so that's why we were made in his image and after his likeness. That means we should be able to think like God and understand God in his entirety. And that's why agnosticism is a doctrine from hell. It speaks against what God desires of us and from us. Man was fearfully and wonderfully made. That's in Psalms 139, um, 14, verses 14 to 16. Fearfully and wonderfully um, made. Fearfully means that God was not careless when he was making us. Uh, he was very deliberate. Uh, we weren't a sidebar. We weren't an afterthought. He did set out to do this. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And he did it deliberately and directly and strategically. We were fearfully. Uh, fearfully means that he made certain that he didn't make a mistake. He made certain that everything was in its right place. He made certain that everything would work. Um, not only how he wanted it to work. You could say it that way, but I don't want to say it that way tonight. He made certain that everything worked. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To the maximum capacity, hallelujah, our power, glory to God, that they were able to work. We were fearfully uh, made. And because he started all this creation from simple dust of the ground, hallelujah, and can take us to the capacity to be in his image and after his likeness, then it becomes wonderful. You can look at man and say, wow, a speck of dust? <laughs> really, God? Who are you? You are majestic. You are wonderful. So man was fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, I want to testify to you that I personally, I'm still in the process of being made. <laughs> I'm not completed yet. 
But when God is through with me, hallelujah, glory to God. So you see, like if I'm kind of messing up sometimes, please, please, please be patient with me. Um, don't, 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 don't throw me overboard. Hallelujah, glory to God, because I'm still in the making. And when um, I am finished, when I am completely done, hallelujah, I shall, I shall be as pure goal. But for now, right here, right now, we are fearfully and wonderfully um, made. And because we are fearfully and, fearfully and wonderfully made, God who has started all of that wonderful stuff in us, hallelujah, he is well able to complete it unto the end. So if you stay, if you stay in the making, hallelujah, glory to God, you can't even imagine now what you are going to look like when you are completed. And David said that he will not be satisfied until he gets there. And I agree with David. I am like him. I will not be satisfied. No matter what I get on the earth, I will not be satisfied. I do want to see myself glorified before God. So man originally was made upright, glory to God. Originally, when God first finished him and set him in the Garden of Eden, he was upright. That's in Ecclesiastes 7, verse 29. And upright doesn't really mean he was standing physically on his on two feet, although it does. It, you, you should take it to mean that upright in every dimension. Because he was upright in body, he was standing on two feet. He was upright in spirit, and he was upright in his soul. He was upright in spirit, meaning he was without sin. There was no uncleanness in him. He was clean. He was without guile or darkness. He had the ability to stand in God's presence and communicate with God. That's that's what it means to be upright. And um, after sin, we were cast down. But then in Christ, we have the ability to be upright again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we bless God that um, I am glad that God has already proven to me. I'm not looking for no more proof. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. I am absolutely certain that God is able to recover us, to recover me and cover every other single human being who wants to be recovered, wants to be redeemed. God is able to redeem us from our fallen state and put us back upright again as made us. Glory to God. Um, God cannot be daunted. And and that is why Ecclesiastes 7 verse 29 um, saves you from uh, the deceit of that doctrine that flies about the place that there, there were two creations because the enemy destroyed the first one so God had to make another one. Like, no, not my God. God don't have to do anything twice <laughs> and Hebrews nine tell us that just once and for all. So upright means he was standing on his own two feet physically. He could move about on two feet. He was without sin. He was he, there was no uncleanness in him. There was no guile in his mouth and there was no darkness in his heart. And does he have the ability to stand before God and communicate with God and be friends with God and learn of God and know of God and and sin change all that, but just for a little while. 
Oh, God is putting us back together again, and we shall be completed in him. Glory to God. Man is predestined to spend eternity with God. Man is predestined to be completed in God. And that's in Romans 8, verses 28 to 30. So if you're ever wondering, you know, why did God let the evil come by, and why did God let sin come by, and why did God let the devil loose on the earth, and why did God do, why didn't God just put a stop into all of that from the very beginning? Um, it's because all of that cannot really stop God from what he's doing, and I just tell you that the times appointed and, and the space and the boundaries of man from Acts 17, 26, God has, has already determined all of that. And um, there are some things that God don't explain to us in detail. And Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, says that um, the things that God does not reveal belongs to God, but the things that he has revealed belongs to us. And I'm certain that when we see God, he, he, will, he will give us and even if we tarry, if the, if the Lord tarry and we tarry, before we go, I'm certain God could give us a higher revelation as to why he allowed the process of time. Um, very simple, I would say, to give each and every one of us supposed to be born. Since now we were being born in sin and sin and iniquity, the, the, the chance to be born, the chance to come out of our Eve <laughs> and come into the earth. Uh, so uh, our birth, biological birth takes time. So God has to allot the time for each and every one of us to be born so that none of us for all eternity will be locked up in Adam's loin, so to speak. Okay, we will all get our chance to walk on the face of the earth and also get our chance to make our choice or our decision for God. So that's we're still here. It's 2016, and children are still being born. Um, people are still being given in marriage, and tons of kids are born out of marriage. And as I told you before, I don't know about the test tube ones, but even some of those are being born. Um, glory to God. I don't know about the ones who were born in laboratories, but some of those are being created because man is determined to do his own business. Man is playing with a Babel spirit to get to heaven without God. And so man does all kind of stuff according to the power and the knowledge that God has given unto him. Man has misused, misused his position. But um, nonetheless, none of that is going to stop God from doing what he's doing. According to Psalms um, 4 verse 3, I think it says, God knows those who are his, and he has set apart the godly for himself. And those of us who belong to God and and we'll be saved, we'll be saved. Amidst all of what we see on the earth, amidst all the chaos, amidst all the misdirection and the deceit and the darkness, those of us who belong to the Lord and will be saved, we will be saved. We don't have to worry about evil being on the earth. We don't have to worry about the threat of atomic bombs. We don't have to worry about terrorism. When I say not to worry, I don't mean like they shouldn't, they shouldn't be on our agenda to go up against these things in prior because we're sons of God, we're keepers of the earth. But, I mean, we don't have to fear them that they are going to um, destroy our lives and separate us from God for all eternity because that's impossible. None can pluck us out of God's hands um, if we belong to him. So according to Isaiah 43, verse 7, man was made for the glory of God. Man was made to give God glory. 
Hallelujah. And Exodus 8, verse 1, I made tons of other verses in Exodus. Just tons and tons of scripture in Exodus that says that man was made to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when we are looking in the next um the next um module of the lesson who is God, we're gonna spend a lot of time in man being made to serve the Lord and that's that's where we're gonna spend a lot of time with our man with with, with who with who man is. Um so Isaiah forty three verse seven though says you were created for God's glory. And Genesis two nineteen to twenty and Colossians three ten says man was created as an intelligent being. So man was created um, with the ability to think and to make decisions and to choose and to understand when God speaks. Man was created with intelligence. Man was not originally stupid. So you see all these movies we have about um, the antediluvian world and and the um the age of the dinosaur and the Jurassic world and we see like men in caves running around like monkeys. <laughs> that's not biblical at all. That that's that's either a scientific creation or or Hollywood entertainment. From the very beginning man was made intelligent, man was made upright, man was able to think Man was able to build stuff. Man was even able to create stuff because when Adam and Eve first sinned in the garden, they had enough sense to go pick some leaves. And I don't know how they put it together as covering, but they made covering. And just before God came down and covered them, they made them own self covering with leaves. So don't tell them that they were unintelligent. <laughs> they weren't unintelligent. So man was created as an intelligent being, and you'll find that in Genesis 2, 19 to 20, and Colossians 3, verse 10. And I'm just giving you two scriptures, but there are tons of scriptures that says everything I'm telling you. So you go find the rest of the scriptures and have fun with the word of God. And if Adam was not intelligent in the garden, he couldn't name anything. But he was able to name all the creatures that God has made. So man was intelligent. Oh, God, that I would be intelligent today. God, please give me intelligence. I need intelligence. Hallelujah. Intelligent means that he could go right into the mind of God and tell what God was thinking. That's intelligence. So man was created as an intelligent being. He was able to tap into the mind of God and tell what's in there. And that's where I pray that I would get back. I wouldn't be confused about any decision that I'm supposed to make. I would just know exactly what God wants me to think, and I would think it, and exactly what God wants me to do. And God help me that if I say I will do it, it will be the truth. <laughs> Glory to God. So I'm just going to close with Let me see how many more were this list. Okay, just two more. I'll say two more. Man was made to love God with all his heart, all his soul, and all his mind. That's Deuteronomy 6, verse 5, Matthew 22, verse 37, and Luke 10, verse 27. Man was made with the ability to love God with his whole being, all of his being, heart, body, mind, soul, spirit. Glory to God. Now, to not love God is abnormal. To not love God is unnatural. So anyone who doesn't love God, they are unnatural. They're not functioning as a man, uh, functioning as a human being. Glory to God. And um, that person is converted and be reinstated.
stated in the state of mind or state of heart as a man, then he will just love God. It is possible for man to love God to the point that if it caused their life, they will willingly surrender their life. That's, that's the capacity to wish we can love God as much as God loves us because he condescended, he clothed himself in the form of sinful flesh and came and died for us or because he loved us. And so if we um, reciprocate, if we love as God loves, then if somebody says, you know, just because you believe in Jesus and you serve Jesus and you're always talking about Jesus and I can't get you away from Jesus, so we're going to nail you up on a cross, you, you won't, you'll probably say, no, 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 that's going to be a lot of pain. But you won't deny Christ just not to be nailed up. They put you before a firing squad. You might say, oh, man, don't pull the trigger. What are you talking about? God is good. Come to know him like, oh, I know him, man. You would be over here with me. But you will not say, no, I don't believe in God again. And, um, you know, they put you up on a chopping block to take your head. Yeah, I'm sorry that is the position you have come to, but with my head rolling down, I'm going to say God is good. <laughs> like, God is good. What can I say? I've proven that God is good. Now, these days in the Middle East, you do have people in this exact position that I'm describing. Please remember to pray for our brothers in the Middle East. They are persecuted in India also. They're mutilated. They're mangled, uh, dismembered. For the name of Christ. You know, right now, today, in 2016, um, the Lord just sent a um, commission of ministers to India um, from Central Word Ministry and the others, the other ministries who went. And we bless the Lord for such a mission. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that they went, and I'm certain because they went, um, the Spirit of the Lord is now more potent in India and Dubai than it was before, but by no means is the work done or ended. And so we have to remember that the seeds that were planted by Pastor Chen and the others who went with her, that we will water them from here and that they will bring forth um, much fruit in Jesus' name. And that even although they have returned, that the words that they spoke and the things that they did will be uh, ever flowing, a continuous reservoir of salvation to those whom the Lord had to be saved in that land. Hallelujah. That they had left the Spirit of the Lord back there. And so the Spirit of the Lord now has entrance yeah. um, in India. Glory to God. Um, Elder June, did it take a group of missionaries to go give the Lord entrance? Yes. Because God has given man dominion on the earth, and even God cannot act outside of um, man. He cannot act outside of his own word. And so man is the being through which God, um, for whom God created everything on the earth, and who will, in fact, inherit the earth. And God created man to, to dwell on the face of the earth. And so everything that even God does on the earth, he has to have some man to agree with him, glory to God, um, so that he doesn't go against his own word, that man has dominion um, in the earth. 
So please align yourself with God, adopt the mind of Christ. And so wherever you are, when I was in Sunday school, I learned a little song, you in your small corner and I in mine, wherever you are, that God will have access through you. Glory to God to exercise. Hallelujah. Glory to God is power and is love. Hallelujah. And is reconciliation um, mandate. Hallelujah. And is redemptive love. Hallelujah. Through all the earth. Because you, Son of God, give access and give entrance to the Word of God. First Timothy. First Timothy 2, verse 5 to 6 says, Man as a mediator between him and God, and it is the man Christ Jesus who was the perfect man on the earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this is where I will end tonight, and next week I will pick up as Jesus Christ being the perfect man that stands between fallen man and a holy God. God bless you. Hope you got something from what I said. Thank you for your audience. Um, Minister Burton? Yes, ma'am. Oh, praise Father God. God. Praise God. Amen. Back to you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Father God, before we even go into comments, Father God, watch me with your son's precious blood. Forgive me my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name, Jesus. Father God, again, once again, I lift up Elder Jim Malcolm up to you, Father God. Pour everything into her, everything she has poured out tonight, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, for the word that she's given tonight to help us, to grow us, to get us going and thriving, Father God, and not only surviving your word. So, Father God, with that being said, I plead your son. I seal this blessing, Father God, with your son's precious blood of Jesus so that it shall be established in us that we will not lose this lesson, we will not forget what happened, but it will be established in us and through us so that it may, we may take this to others, Father God. So tonight, Father God, I, once again, I give you praise and I give you all the honor. And I pray this prayer in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. I am going to open the floor right now for comments and questions. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, Ella June. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Glory to God. Um, I wanted to jump in from the very, 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 very beginning um, when you were talking about the next um, module that you're um, you're you're going to begin um, in April. Uh, last night, um, when we yesterday evening, when I came home from church, I left my um bible bible the ones with the pages in um in the car my um parallel bible i left it in the car and um when i was working when i was about to start working on last night's message I realized I didn't have that Bible, and my favorite Bible that I used, to, you know, to be inspired is, um, well, the print has grown smaller. It's not that my eyes have gotten bad. The print in the Bible has grown smaller, and so I can't read that Bible right now, but 
any day now the print's going to get bigger again so that I can I can read it properly. And um I said to my husband, my Bible is in is in the car. And he said, "Why don't you use the Bible on the phone?" And I said, "It's not the same." That's right. It is I said it's it's not the same. Um, I get there's a different anointing, a different, um, you know, inspiration that I get from the physical um, book, Bible, that I can ever get from, from the phone. And so tonight when I heard you spoke about the word being the living the living word of god yes yes um you know we know it is the living inspired word that came directly from the the voice of god but i'm telling you i feel something totally different i've said this and people probably thought you know think that I, i've lost my mind that if i'm going through and i need rest i just put my head on my bible i, I and, and it works. It works because it's God. It's God. And, you know, I was having a conversation with, you know, with somebody, and they said, they said to me, um, you know, you need to find <clears throat> another book that can tell you about Jesus. Um, why do you believe only the Bible? It's God. The Bible is God. You know, that's that's how that's how we get to know God. That's how we get to develop our relationships. I have nothing against reading other books, right? <clears throat> we 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 ought to read, we ought to educate ourselves. But we are, we have to be careful who we're reading, what we're reading, because anybody can write a book, but only God right. written the Bible. Only God. And and you see and you see the difference, <clears throat> and so, you know, I sat I sat in amazement, you know, as you open up tonight with that, and I'm like, you know, God, you're so God, because you will always confirm to me just who you are, and I'm so grateful. And again, I want to thank you um, for taking the time to come and teach us what you know what we're not learning anywhere else. We're not learning in we're not learning these things in the church. We're not learning the we're not learning what you are teaching us any place else. <clears throat> and I just want to thank you. I thank you so much for taking the time to do this for us, woman of God. And may God continue to bless you and use you and just provide for your every need. I stand in agreement with every prophetic word that has been spoken over you. I stand in agreement, and I know that we are we are seeing the manifestation, and we shall continue to see the manifestation of every word that has been spoken over your life. You are a true woman of God. And I'm so glad the day that God connected us. God, God's richest blessings upon you, my sister. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. You Amen. Know, Glory to God. I've said this. Amen. Before. I don't think I'm on mute. I think I come off mute. You're now on mute, Papa Bob. Okay. <laughs> I I've said this before. This is very deep, and you're right. I concur with you, Pastor. I've never heard anybody 
come forth very deep into this word. You expand it. You have the insight. Uh, the uh, how would I say this? You have the mind of Christ, Elder. You dip into that word very deep. And I have just arrived. I've said that before on the call. I have just arrived. I mean, I thought I knew it all, but I really don't. And your teachings every Monday night, very deep in the Word of God, like I've never heard it before. And so tonight, I concur with the pastor. This is going to get greater and greater each week because you have surrendered your life to Christ and said, Lord, this is not about me. This is about you and what the mysteries and the hidden things that God has for his people. And you have been a willing vessel to open your heart up to God. Take time out of your busy schedule you got to put God first. And get that word to his people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Amen. 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 The line the line is open for more feedback, comments, and questions. Amen. I'm praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, I'm on field here. Good night, everybody. Good night, Pastor Reen. Good night, my dear. Hello, Julie. How are you? I am excellent, darling. Thank you. Good. Ah, good. Yeah. For what I've listened to, what I've heard, Monday night. So, um, two things. Um, I want to thank you again. I thank God for appointing you for such a time as this. Amen. Um, and I agree. It's not a. It's not a matter of um repeating what everybody else says, oh. but I I agree with them. Would you say that? What I am getting, I'm, I, will, I have never heard it before, and uh, I'm actually unable to go to church. So what I am being fed out of church is amazing. You know, because like sometimes you're in the body, you're, you're in a congregation, and you're not getting what you're supposed to be getting. And, you know, from there, I didn't even realize that. And it was September, but, you know, time just slipped by so fast. I know. Not, not, not realizing that it's almost a year you have been teaching on, um, on knowledge. And I would be a, a dunce if I had not heard. It's the truth. I would be a big dunce if, I, if, if, if my life wouldn't be transformed of this teaching. You know, I give God thanks and I give God praise. I mean, you said something. I want to pick a bone with you, Elder June. You know, what, you know what I love about you? You have no fun man. while you're teaching. I mean, you, you just remind me of my my deceased um, choir director. When she sings, she have fun. You have fun with what you're doing. You don't just come yeah. and just just, just laid out. You have fun. I like when you made it a funny last. I like that. You have fun. So in that way, you no, know, it doesn't become boring. Amen. And whenever you you teach, you know, you, you teach to yourself. And you know, I love the way how God is um is challenging you, challenging you. 
Yes, I do because I mean, if 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 you didn't live it, then how are you going to testify? When you say uh, you don't, it's like you have to go to another angle of getting reaching your children. Then it it shows us that I mean that whenever we pray and we feel like things is not is not happening. Just, just take it to another level. Just, just, just take it to another, take another angle. Because God is mm. listening, but He likes to stretch our faith. You know, mm. I mean, He has to stretch the faith. And um, I want to hear in the past, I said, "What is man?" And I speak so to my mind when I was outside, and I said, "I want to ask you." And it said in Genesis six, because you went into Genesis, but in Genesis six, verse six, and it repented the Lord that He had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. Could you please explain that to me? Thank God. Okay. Um, that's one of the verses in the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes me sad when I read. Mary, I told you I before that some scriptures in the Bible make me very sad when mm-hmm. I read them. And um, this is this is one of them. Um, this scripture, believe it or not, speak at the um, speak of the depths to which God love love us, to which God love man. And exactly what God desired when he when he made us when he made man, it also let us know that God is very real. God is not a figment of anybody's imagination. God is not etheral. God is very real. God can come down into the realm where we exist. And this scripture also proves that we were, in fact, made up of the image and likeness of God and that we are, in fact, like God. So um, from this text, from from this text, from this scripture, you can evaluate, you can think of your own self, think of your own personal self, um, Mr. Andrea, and yes. understand how God feels. And some people think that God doesn't feel, but God does feel. This scripture, um, in dissecting it, you will see that God feels, and God feels hurt, and God feels pain, and God feels this. Yes. God feels everything that we feel because we were made in his image and after his likeness. So anything that we are capable of emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, God more so. So just imagine, just imagine now like um, you give birth to a child and before you gave birth to a child, let's say you were barren, you couldn't get pregnant. And so you had to go to God and petition God and say, God, if you will just let me come and see what child I would um ensure that that child be returned unto you and you, you said that to God with all good intentions all meaning um everything and God consented and you 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 got pregnant and you have this child and from day one you're pouring in pouring into this child the love of God the love of God the love, you did everything that you know how possibly you went over and above yourself and lo and behold when this child turned 21 it looked you in the face one day and says I don't love God I don't know whatever God you're talking about you are an idiot I don't want to have anything to do with this guy you're talking about do you imagine how you would feel Yes. Can, can, can you conceive how broken your heart would be? It, it would probably be that your body would immediately begin to bleed. I mean, like physically bleed. Like the yes. first time I got a call up, my son was arrested. I started to bleed. I, I was taught, my, my body went whoosh, I tossed against the wall. I don't know, some force, sadness, heartbrokenness um, flung me across the wall. And the next thing I know, I was bleeding. I had to go to the bathroom. And, mm. and I understood.
children, and if they grow up not to be what you expect them to be, that they can actually take your life and they will draw your blood. Or <laughs> don't make it say, yeah, that boy going to draw your blood. Well, I experienced that. And so when, when man sinned against God, we drew God's blood. We made God feel mm-hmm. so sorrowful. Not bitter. Yes. Sorrowful. He had put everything in us. He gave us everything he had to give. Oh, my God. We were the best. We were the highest. We were everything. We were the apple of his eye. And here we were now siding with his adversary, siding with the enemy. Who have what to offer us? What? What did the enemy have to offer us? But we're going to be like God. We were all- Hello? 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 I think some we were already out. like God. The enemy is trying to cut off my line. There was a lion binding yes. in Jesus' name. We, okay. we were already like God. We, we, we didn't need to eat any fruit to become like God. We, we, we didn't need to do anything outside of what God said. And yet, we did. We sinned. And so God felt the stab. It wasn't Jesus first felt that Mm. Stop because of sin, stop of sin. When he was on the cross, God, God in his ontological self, felt that. When Adam and Eve sinned, it ripped God's heart yeah. and God bled. And so mm-hmm. God, in if I, just to use the word natural according to our understanding, in, in, in the realm and in the dimension and in the sense that was real to him, he says, oh, my God, look what I made, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the repented. He says, yes. oh, oh he said, oh, look what I've made. After all that I did, after all that I've done, look what, look, look what man has done. Look what man has done. Look at, look at the relationship now that I'm going to have to maintain. Now, no cool of the day anymore. No seed walking in the garden anymore until we remove sin from between us and iniquity. So God knew he's going to have to wait out a period before we could come back into that sweet fellowship with him and that wholeness. And it hurt his heart. And he was sorry that that was the, the path that we were going to walk. We were going to be separated um, from him in a, in a natural, physical self sense until we get back to the place where we could be in oneness with him. And so Jesus demonstrated that again on the cross because everything that happened in the heavens, it has to be fulfilled on the earth. So so God, again, when Christ was on the cross, again, he had to pull himself away. Because God being life, if he didn't pull himself away, Jesus couldn't have died. He would have just been up there until now. So in order for Jesus to die, God had to pull him. And again, it hurt him. Again, it repented God's heart that he had made man. And it also repented Christ too. So you see, he cried out God. Christ understood. He, he knew the answer. But because of the pain of it, um, he spoke. And what we heard was, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? It's not like he didn't know the answer, but it was to alleviate the pain that he was thinking. You know, there's something to say, because sometimes, you know, when we talk things out, it eases the pain, it alleviates the pain. Yes. God does the same thing. God does the same thing. So repent here, um, my darling sister, it means to be sorry for, not mm-hmm. regret. 
not regretting. It's not a regret. And it's not a turning away from anything to anything. That That's how we repent. And um, it's not a regret. It's not a turning away. It's not guilt. It's sorrow. It's just mm-hmm. sorrow. It's godly sorrow. And so, uh, so Paul says, um, what causes us to repent is godly sorrow. Guilt doesn't cause us to repent. No. I must say that at this point. Um, guilt does not, I, I was going to say that next week, but I'll say it now. Guilt does not cause us to repent. Guilt makes us get um, rebellious mm. and puffy and high-minded. So God does not ever, ever emit guilt out of us. The enemy emits guilt. What God emits out of us is godly sorrow. So Paul says, godly sorrow worketh repentance, not to be repented of. That means whenever I feel godly sorrow for something, I will never, ever do it again. But I can feel guilty and still do it. I can steal something, feel guilty that I stole it, and go back to steal again tomorrow. I can commit adultery, feel guilty that I committed adultery, and go back and commit adultery again. Again, and I didn't feel guilty about this before, but guilt doesn't stop me from sinning. Guilt actually, after a while, let me justify it. Let me justify sinning. Let me justify wrongdoing. That's what guilt does. So guilt is a negative emotional response to wrongdoing. What we need to feel is godly sorrow. And when, like David, David felt that in Psalm 51. He says, against thee, thee only, God. Have I sinned? That's godly sorrow. Um, yeah. Glory to God. So there's a difference between godly sorrow and, and, and guilt. And so what God felt here, that, that the King James um, translators interpreted, repented, what he felt was godly sorrow because of the brokenness he experienced from now having to have to separate himself from man whom he yeah. loves so much. So yeah. that's that's what it is. You want, you, um, you got that? Yes, I get yes. it. I get it, Elder. Thank you so much. I have one question, one more comment. If nobody else has hasn't has a comment, um, I like the part where it says that um, we share the same DNA, meaning that we're coming from Adam and Eve. Right. And yes, because when you really look at it, we're really coming from Adam and Eve, and. Yes. Um, if you come, sometimes you you bump into people on the streets, and people may look look like look familiar. Like oh, more yes. than one time, more than one time, I actually you know attempt to touch a person, you know you know taking them for somebody else, only to realize that that's not the person. I say, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you look like so and so. And to look yes. at it, it's a fact. We are really from the same DNA, you know, and that's awesome. Because, you know, at one time, you know, I thought that was only related to have the connection to Your immediate family. Yes, like, oh, Pastor Marine has the Murray in her family. I think it was yes. Adam. But now we are from Adam and Eve. You, we are, me and you, everybody else, we are from yes, Adam. Uh-huh. Yes, we are. Awesome. Because if there wasn't an Adam and Eve, then there would be no me and you. Right, that's right. And you know what is so fascinating about us being related, all the nations of men being related, is that sometimes they will see somebody of a completely different nation, uh, like probably Chinese or Indian, and then you will have this sort of feeling towards them or they towards you, and then you're staring at them, they're staring at you. That happened to me so many times. I said, do you know me? And he said, do you know me? I don't know. I don't think I know you. But he said, so why do I feel like I know you, you know, you know what I mean? And and yeah. that only goes to show that oh, we are related deep down 
somewhere in there. And maybe with those people from the other nations that we see and we identify them as being related to us is in fact that they are, but they now got into the strain of another nation. And because now they are exhibiting another nation, then we just go, mm, we can't be related because they're not even Negroes or they're not even Chinese and mm-hmm. I am, you know, they're not even white. Um, now, my family is kind of really mixed up. So if I, like I have all kind of nation in my family. So if I see somebody else, I, I might tend to try to trace their lineage. If I feel that sort of connection, um, I will try to say, okay, so where are you from? Because I have Chinese in my family, I have Indian in my family, and, and very close, and very close okay. to me. And white people in my family. My granddad was white, so mm-hmm. it's um, that close. And, my, and, my, and my, my grandfather from my dad's side was Indian, from India. So, you know, we have all kind of mix of people. We have all kind of eyes. We have all kind of ear texture, and we just many times look like we're a different family. Different yes. from the family, we're the same family. But um, because of that, if I see another person from another another family, uh, from another nation of people, and there's a familiarity between us, and it's okay, no doubt somewhere in our lineage, this person and I crossed before, you know. So that, that's why we're all one. God has made us all one. And that is why in Hebrews chapter 9, when I get to teaching the, the, the Godhead and Jesus Christ, and we get to Hebrews chapter 9, I will show where, um, why the one sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the one sacrifice on the cross, cover for every single um, human being for redemption. Yes, cover for all of us. We're all one. <laughs> one family. God bless you. Thank you so much for your explanation, Elder June. I got it. Thank you. Praise God. So, so you see what the enemy is using war to do? The enemy uses war to destroy the one family that yes. God has put on the earth. And that's mm-hmm. sad that we don't understand who we are to each other and stop, and stop destroying each other. Yeah. And it is and it is even more sorrowful when you have a husband and wife living together in a in a home, and they're divided. It's, that is so sad. That's, that's very very sad to see. Okay. I I love Prophet Bob. I love Prophet Bob, and Prophetess um, Gina, his wife, because in listening to both of them, I I understand that they know and they exhibit and they live what it means to be a man and his wife. You know what the Bible says now? Um, Born of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And a husband ought to love his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And although I've never seen Prophet Bob in person, no other prophet I know in my spirit, um, from listening to them and fellowshipping with them in the spirit, that they, they understand. They understand what God meant and God's intent, and they're living it. And I, I give God glory that I can say, yes, I know. I know of a family. I know of a couple that get this. And this is not impossible. I know of a couple that's living this. They love each other um, um, selflessly for the benefit of each other. And, and um, that's, God, that's what God expects of us. And then to the body of Christ, to the whole body of Christ, God expects the same thing. So as to how we have these isms and schisms and cliques in church, I don't know how that comes to be, but if we would just discern who we are in Christ, there would be no cliques in church. We would just be one body, one Lord, one right. Christ, one faith. And I believe still in my heart that we're going to get there before Jesus Christ come again. I, I, I live to see the church again, triumphant. 
as one man in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for the question. Thanks for the question, um, yes. Evangelist. Yes. So the propel me to next week's lesson, but thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> amen, amen. Um, before we close, are there any prayer requests? Yes, just continue. Please continue lifting up my daughter, Janae, in prayer, please. Okay. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Little Janae. Amen. Um, any other prayer requests? Yes, I have uh, a, a son. He's he's actually my last born. I have tons of children, but this one is actually the one I gave birth to. My last born. <laughs> um, I'm asking you all to <laughs> to cover him, um, in prayer for me. He has um some particular issues. I don't want to release too much because um. I'm on the airwaves, and I just don't want the enemy to have any dominion. But he has um, weaknesses. <laughs> he has certain weaknesses and issues um, that prevents him from staying clear of the police. So I am asking you all to, to pray for him that in this season, in this month, his life will, will change, and he will not continue to have the type of relationship that he has with the police department. I'm actually okay. looking to move out of Brampton because the police department in Brampton, they need a lot of prayer. They're a very devilish bunch of people. And they are, not not only because of my son and his relationship with them, but the, the police in the city where I live, um, they, they are not very um, honorable. And so they know how to create work for themselves. And so um, my son and, and, and them do not have a very upright relationship. So I am asking that that be changed because my son is now coming, has now come into adulthood. He's no longer uh, a child or a young person. He has now passed the age and he's now an adult. And so I do want to see a difference uh, in his life and in his lifestyle. And um, I, I was asking the Lord to provide me a home outside of Brampton, outside of Peel, just to get him away from this setting. But I am still in Peel. So um, please um, uphold my son. His name is Joshua um, Malcolm Evans. So please pray for him and that the okay. Lord will do something great for us, something miraculous, something something to make my heart stop bleeding in Jesus' name. Okay. okay. Amen. Amen. All right, I am going to ask uh anyone else? Any other prayer requests? <laughs> okay. Well what? twice. Amen. 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 Um, Father God, before I even start, Father God, um, uh, before we even get into the prayer and closing, uh, join us <clears throat> as always. Uh, before we join, join us tomorrow night. Uh, join us tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for uh, with Sister Kamisha from the island of Jamaica. Also, uh, everyone, let's just keep everyone lifted up in prayer. Amen. Um, you know, this is just 
I mean, like I said, this year for a lot of Temple Words ministry members, I hear us going through a lot. So in your prayer time, let's just keep everybody lifted up in prayer. Amen. 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 Father God, right now, before I even start, Father God, wash me your son's precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins, these thoughts and actions. Anything that's not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Um, Father God, right now, I want to bless you because you have called us because that I can come before your throne boldly yet humbly before your throne tonight, Father God. And you said, come, Father God. And I, you know what? I just got to thank you because your son, Jesus, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we come today to say, Heavenly Father of all, the great I am, I am a Father, that you are the Father from all perfection and life, and there's no shadow in turning to you. Father, we come to worship you tonight. We come to praise your name tonight. We, mm, we come, Father God, because we can come and touch and agree in one of a core, Father, Father God. But, Father God, mm, I ask you right now, as we come to talk, Father God, we come in your will. We come in your purpose, O oh Lord Jesus Christ. We come to stand in testimony of Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lamb. We are here to say that the cross of Jesus is for every principality, every power, every name in hell. Father God, we want to thank, thank you, Father God, cause one, because your son, Jesus, <clears throat> Mm. Father God, I just want to thank you right now because your son Jesus, he he died on the cross for our sins, but he also became the blood. He came our, our sacrifice. He became the blood of the Lamb right now, Father God. So right now, I plead the blood. I plead the blood over everyone over this line, Father God. I plead the blood over our covering, our businesses, and everybody that is connected to us, Father God. I plead the blood right now, Father God. And right now, Father God, I lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela and Benjamin Rucker. You see what they're needing, Father God, and their blessings, and I thank you mightily indeed for them, Father God. I lift the <clears throat> I lift the Pastor Marine Chill daily up to you, Father God. Father God and her husband up to you, Father God. Father God, I'm thinking the healing is coming to their household, Father God. I thank you right now for everything. Blessings are coming to their household, Father God. New opportunities, new resources for businesses are coming to their household, Father God. And I just got to thank you, and I got to give you praise for that, Father God. So, God, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives, Father God. I thank you for what she's doing in her children's lives, Father God, and his children's lives, Father God. I thank you as you unite them as a family as one, Father God. So, God, I just got to give you praise tonight for what you're doing in their lives, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father God, I just got to thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what's about to come. But, God, most importantly, I said thank you for your will. Thank, thank you, you for Jesus. your mercy. Thank you that we can we can speak a word and it shall be so. Thank you that, every, that when we come in agreement with heaven, you thank shall you. abide and you shall provide for us. Father God, I'm coming to the basics of knowing that asking it shall be given, Father God. I come to you on the basis of, I come to you on the soul basis of knowing um, our health shall prosper as our soul prosper, Father God. I come to you, Father God, to provide us what we're needing in our daily lives, Father God. So I'm thanking you today that I can come boldly, yet humble before the throne of grace, to ask and it shall begin, seek and it shall see your mercy. I thank you tonight, Father God, and if I come to you in my weariness, 
you shall provide me strength. I thank you when I come to you and I say, Lord God, I'm weak. You shall give me you shall give me power. Father God, I thank you that you give me power, love, and a sound mind tonight, Father God. See, Father God, I exalt you because there is no one like you. I exalt you and I praise your name, Father God. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, where the law cannot restrict it, the spirit of the living God that can give us fruits of the spirit, that should provide and grow and make us thrive. That is the essence of you, Father God. And, God, I thank you tonight, Father God. I thank you for the kingdom of heaven and hand, Father God, the cloud of witnesses that you have, Father God, the angels in heaven to te- to carry out to carry out what you need in the earth realm, bring it from heaven to give it us to the earth realm. So, God, tonight I'm asking you, I'm asking you to send out some angels that are waiting on us, our clearance and call, so we can come in alignment with you so they can do what you need them to do. So, Father God, I ask you tonight, I ask you tonight, right now, I ask you tonight to wake them up. Send out your mission angels. Send out your fighting and your warring angels. Send out your healing angels. Father God, prepare the way for us tonight, Father God, in the name of Jesus. So, my God, my God, my God, it's an awe. It's a, you're an awesome God. Father God, I'm here right now. To lay down my life, my spirit, my body, my soul. I'm here to agree with the testimony of Jesus Christ. The cross, the calvary, the blood, and the lamb. Speaking of the blood and heavenly heavens of God. Father's will has been completely done and is perfect and is finished. And was finished at Calvary's cross. So I declare and decree that we stand with the lamb who was slain before the foundations of this earth. And we're created in him before the foundations in the earth. And we're we're through him through the baptism. Oh, through his baptism, we identify with him through our baptism. And we have become complete in him who is head over all principalities and powers, Father God. Right now, I lift up. I lift a little Janae up to you, Father God. You see and you know what's going on in this baby's heart, Father God. So, Father God, what's going on? I'm asking you right now. I'm asking you right now to heal her little body and her little soul right now. Give her peace of mind and calmness right now. In the name of Jesus, huh? Father God, I'm asking you to send out angels to keep this baby on your path so she can know as she grows up, as nothing but the Lord has seen me through. I don't want no tormenting spirits messing with this child tonight, Father God. You see and you know what this baby is needing. Give her peace and love in her mind. Set her on the course of focus on you. Father God, I ask you right now, I stand in the gap for her. So, Father God, make her will palatable to your will, her heart palatable to your heart, her mind teachable to your mind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because you're worthy. You're so worthy to be praised. Oh, Father God, I lift up Joshua up to you, Father God. Mm-hmm. 
Father God, you see, you know what's going on. What is the root of his opportunity tonight, Father God? So, Father God, I ask you to take your divine hand and root out all the anger and bitterness out of his heart, O oh Lord. Every situation of rebellion out of his heart, O oh Lord. And set his mind anew, Father God. Father God, whatever is the foundation that is laying the foundation for this period that he's going through, Father God, I ask you to take your divine hand and pull it out of him one by one by one. Oh, Father God, whatever is going on in his heart, Father God, but then also uplift them. Let them know that you are his child. He will use made in your likeness. Build him up with your strength. Let him know he is a man of God, and he has the power. All power is in his hand because you have given him dominion, dominion to be so. That even though he has made mistakes, the series of bad decisions are not so great decisions. One decision to say, I turn my life to you, can erase all bad decisions. Oh, my father, my father, my father, my father in heaven. Mm. Jesus. Oh, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, I travail. I travail for him, Father God. Father God, move that, that mm, whatever that is to rebellion in his heart, Father God. I ask you to dethrone it now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to pull it down off of his mind and his spirit right now. Whatever is hurting him, Father God, I ask you to heal it now in the name of Jesus. Right now, right now, right now, right now. I lift up a mother to him. I lift up his mother to you, Father God. Oh, God, 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 let her know, let her know, let her know as he may, as he may, as he may be rebellious, but he shall come to you because he won't part far from your word. So don't get weary and ceasing in your praying. Keep him prayed up, oh, Lord. Oh, my father, my father, give her the peace and know that once your divine touch has healed him, she that he that he should not be in trouble with law enforcement. Matter of fact, law enforcement will even forget he ever existed in the name of Jesus. Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, I lift up Elder Green to you, Father God. You see and you know what's going on, Father God. I ask you right now, Father God, to give her the peace that goes all beyond understanding, Father God. And I thank you that you got healing, huh? Oh, healing, huh? Healing, healing is coming to our household, Father God. Oh, my Father, my Father, my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. I lift up, huh? I lift up Pam Woods up to you, Father God. Father God, heal her broken spirit and broken soul right now in the name of Jesus. She's had a series of incidents that happened, and we see the pattern where we're breaking now in the name of Jesus. Right now, right now, right now, Father God, I thank you right now for giving her peace that goes beyond understanding, giving her children peace that goes beyond understanding as well. Let them know that the testament of you as she healed her. 
It will go throughout her generations. Uh, and, God, I thank you right now for what you're doing uh, and what you're about to behold. Uh, so, God, right now, right now. Mm, so, Father God, Father God, Father God. Uh, Father, oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, oh, Lord Jesus. Mm, as we come and one accord, uh, we also want to call, we truly repent. We repent of our sins because we don't want any hindrance to our prayers. And we lift up every word member of Simple Words Ministry and the petitions of their hearts to you right now. And, Father God, we're seeking for you so you can answer these petitions. So right now, corporally, we repent. We repent for every intent of our hearts is not a fear of you. We repent right now, mm, mm, yes. mm, every offense that was yes. made. Huh? We repent right now. Yes. Oh, yes. Father God, if we didn't do nothing right in your sight, if we were unrighteous and we did evil yes. in your sight, we repent right now. Yes. If our ancestors did something that was evil in your sight, huh? to turn our families ravaged and savage for generations, we repent right now. Mm. Yes. Yes. And Father God, I ask you, and I yeah. ask you to apply your son's precious blood to us from the tip of our, from the yeah. very tips of our, from the very tops of our heads to the very tips, to the very, very, very tips of our feet, to bloody us up, O oh Lord. So we shall be white, and we shall become whiter, whiter than snow. So, Father God, I thank you tonight because, Father God, everybody on this list and those who have spoken unspoken, Father God, I'm thanking you for the healing that's coming about right now because your son died. He died for us. He took his stripes on the cross for us. He was bruised for our iniquities. Oh, he took stripes for our transgressions, oh, and the chastisement for our peace, oh, Lord. And Jesus, because you are our high priest, and you are our intercessor. So right now, Jesus, I ask you to heal the souls of every soul wound of every person tonight. They are on the line, those who are on this list, and those who are listening in, and those shall listen in later on. I thank you right now. Oh, I thank you that every wound that was created by any sins of offense, that your blood took care of this sin. And I thank you for your dunamis power. Your dunamis power will heal the wounds that come from all these offenses. Lord, I thank you right now that every single person shall become ex-dunamis, which is excellent of soul. Fill their souls, oh Lord, with your power, your resurrecting power. Fill their souls, oh Lord, and their spirit up with the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord. Saturate them with your power. Saturate them with your grace. Saturate them with your mercy. Oh, I'm asking you. Every deadly wound, I command you to be healed now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you right now. Everything, everything, every healing that is needed, 
I thank you for healing them now because see, once the soul is healed, they shall prosper in their health as their soul shall prosper. So, Father God, if there's unforgiveness right now, I ask you to make their will to forgive, Father God, right now. We come against it right now. Anything that's trying to throw your grace off their hearts, we come against it right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, you are the great mm, physician, and you promise that you'll take, that you'll place none of the diseases upon us because you are our healer. You are our deliverer. Oh, you are our way maker, oh, Lord. Thank you. You are our way maker. You are our way maker. You shall heal us physically, mentally, and spiritually. You will heal us in all places. You said in Isaiah 53rd chapter 5th verse that you are wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him because with your stripes we're healed. So, Father, we declare and declare. According to 3rd John chapter 1, second verse, beloved, we wish above all things that so thou mayest prosper and be in health as thy soul prospers. Father, I know that you want us to be healthy. I know you want us to be happy. I know you want us to succeed. I know you want us to walk into your will and your way and your grace and your mercy. Well, I know you want us to walk into your destiny. So, God, I come to you tonight. I come to you tonight that those who are needing to be in your destiny, I declare and decree they shall in the name of Jesus. Nothing what the accuser has come against them, Father God, shall come shall come to pass. Father God, right now we bind the enemy. We bind the enemy and we loose your son, King Jesus, because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We loose every word that he has said about us. We loose every thought that you have said about us. We loose everything that you said you would think of good and not of evil. We loose healing upon this land, Father God. We loose your grace. We loose your mercy, Father God. Mm. So that you shall heal everyone, Father God. Oh, you said even if we cry out, you shall answer, Father God. So answer the cries of our hearts because you only know what's in our hearts, oh, Lord. Father God, I ask you to wash our house, our, our hearts out. Father God, I ask you to get our houses in order, Father God. We plead the blood over our doorpost at every gate. Father God, we plead the blood over us, Father God. So our houses shall be clean and put in order, Father God. It's not just to keep the enemy out, Father God, but to keep the, but keep us together, Father God. Father God, if you got to remake our houses, remake our houses in brick so that they shall withstand the enemy. Oh, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God. We know this is a fight between the principalities, principles and principalities, Father God. Father God, that's the reason why we're coming to unite, Father God. If any of our ancestors has this evil in your sight and call curses to fall upon us, Father God, we do want us to repent, Father God, and we lose blessings that come about it, Father God, so that... Mm, so that your will and your way shall come, Father God. Right now, Father God, if they have sicknesses, Father God, I command that spirit of infirmity to leave them now and to never return in the name of Jesus. I command that spirit of cancer that's trying to even 
even mess with our family members, mess with anybody on this line, Father God. I command it to go because their soul is healed. Their soul wounds are healed. It has nothing to attach itself. We command every curse that came about it. We command it to leave now. We break every curse. We break every scepter. We tear down every altar that is anything that is coming against you. It's not of your altar. We tear it down now, and we set the Holy Ghost fire to it right now. Any scepter, any object, anything that was used, any symbol to use, that was not of you. We come against it right now, and we tear it down now in the name of Jesus. So it shall not, because only our names are looking to blame. Our name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Our name is written on your heart, Father God. So it's no altar that our name shall be on that is not of you, Father God. So we command that to be lead. We ask you to apply your son's precious blood against it so our name shall be erased, Father God, that our family name that erased, Father God, that that we will throw the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, if there's any strong men that is hindering your children tonight, Father God, Father God, right now we ask, Father God, that you send a decree out, Father God, to bind that enemy, Father God, and to spoil his spoils now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against the spirit of lesion, the spirit of pestilence and diseases right now, and we command to leave your people now in the name of Jesus. Right now we come against any demonic that is holding your people captive over something in their past, Father God. You are not holding the Genesis. You choose not to remember our sins no more. Therefore, the enemy has nothing to hold against us, Father God, because you are our judge. This is not in their courts because we are standing in the heavenly courts of God. And we're coming before your grace of throne, so nothing, nothing can withstand the enemy right now. Nothing what the enemy can accuse us of can stick right now because you were, we are seeing righteous. We are seeing righteous through your son's blood, not through our own eyes, because our own righteousness is nothing but life to be real, Father God. But we're coming against you right, we're coming right now against the enemy right now, Father God. So God, I ask you right now to provide what you're needing, what we're needing on this line. Father God, anything that is the money that's come against our finances, we come against the strong man right now. Anything that's trying to keep us in a curse or make us stay in a curse, we coming against it right now, Father God. We coming against anything and everything that is coming against your people right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we don't know what our ancestors have done. There are things, Father God, we know what's on our blood. Lamb of God, we thank you right now that you can cleanse our blood with your son's blood of Jesus. You can cleanse our DNA with your son's blood of Je- your son's blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father God, if I you know how to come and get us and gather us, and Father God, and reunite us and transform us to be whole again. You can say you are whole. So, Father God, we thank you for the wholeness. Everything that is scattered to break us apart, that you shall bring it to back, Father God. We put it on your altar right now so we shall be whole in the name of Jesus. So, tonight, Father God, I am thankful. I am grateful for what you're doing. So, tonight, right now, I'm saying thank you. 
thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the deliverance. Thank you for the soundness of mind as the man who was walking in the tombs. See, it was a representative not just walking in the tombs, but he was walking among the dead things of his life. So, Father God, if you got to pull us out the past, our past hurts. See, that's dead because the dead, you said let the dead bury the dead. Because after the past hurts, Father God, thank you for giving us life, Father God. Father God, with the prodigal son, Father God, I ask you to move the spirit of delirium off your people right now, because that's just a cute case, an acute case of insaneness, like your son, prodigal son, Father God. When he came to himself, he know he could come back. So, Father God, I'm asking you to pull that spirit of delirium off your people right now in the name of Jesus so they can come to themselves and know that they can come back to you, Father God. So, Father God, I am going to thank you tonight for what you're doing. I'm thanking you not just for the overflow, but I'm thanking you because you're El Shaddai. You're more than enough. I am thanking you because you're Jehovah Rapha because healing is your hand. I am thanking you because you are our judge, Father God, and judgment is according to thy word. And see, Father God, I thank you tonight. I thank you tonight that everything is in our favor. I thank you tonight. The enemy is bound. I thank you tonight that the Amalekites and the Canaanites and everything that's coming against mm-hmm. our, your people tonight, uh, oh, the Assyrians, uh, oh, yeah, all that's coming against your people, the Babylonian spirits, Father God, they are broken off your people tonight. Uh, and, God, I thank you tonight. I thank you tonight. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're about to become. I thank you, Father God. And see, Father God, mm, there's so much what I can say. So I'm asking you right now for the Holy Spirit to intercede. I'm asking you right now. I'm asking you right now for your son, Jesus, to intercede. So, Jesus, I said, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Putting him, oh, thank you for putting our spirits in alignment with you tonight. Thank you for giving us the peaceful mind and the calmness of spirit. Thank you for your love, power, and a sound mind. Thank you, 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 thank you. When we, if we have it full of repentance right now, but you have covered us so that you. That you are bringing us to the, you are perfecting us, and to the day that we shall come to you and be totally perfected in Christ. So I thank you. 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 Oh, I thank you. 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 I thank you, Father, that you have changed our DNA. That is completely in line with you. You have positioned us and helped us, God, to walk and your fire and remain in your fire. And, Father, we want to live in your fire. We want to operate from your fire so your fire burn continues upon us and through on us and around us. And we can operate ages of fire of God and taking it wherever we walk. So, God, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for breaking ungodly covenants. I thank you for breaking off the dominions of powers and the master spirit off our family lives and off of us now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you right now that legions of angels can combat the legions of demons that come against us daily. I thank you right now because 
We know that we have received what we need to receive from you tonight. So, God, I just got to give you praise tonight. Hallelujah. I thank you for what you've done. We're coming with expected hearts. We're expecting our miracles, Father God. We're expecting it from you because you said asking it shall be given. So we're expecting, we're coming with, we're, we're leaving here tonight with a level of expectation. We're leaving tonight because we know it's not just who prayed and how it was prayed and what went down and how it was said, but we know you are, or you will perform your work. You will not, your, you will not leave your word. You will watch your word so it shall perform in this earth. So, God, I thank you tonight. Oh, I thank you tonight. I bless you tonight. There is no one, no one, no one like you. Hallelujah. No one like you. No one, no one like you. Amen. So, um, everyone... I know it's late, so again, thank you for coming out tonight. Amen. And, you know, um, let's leave tonight. I'm, I'm, let's leave tonight with expecting. Expect to answer prayers. Let's not just pray and then we leave here and we forget that we prayed. Let's leave expecting. Let's leave Amen. expecting the work to be done. Let's not just leave here, because I know even I have, I'm speaking to myself too. We pray, we get off this line, and we go on as life is normal, but but tonight, let's do something different. Amen. As we leave these, as we leave tonight, let us leave expecting. Expecting that he has already done it. Let's leave expecting that we are future. Let's make plans towards the future that this is what he's done and this is what's going to happen. Let's let's depend on him and trust in him like we've never trusted him before. Because he said with the face the size of a mustard seed, we shall move mountains. And we've said this so much that we have le- let this word lose its power. So tonight, let's go back to basics. Exactly. Let's believe. Let's believe. So <clears throat> let the Lord bless and keep you. Yes. May his may the Lord make his face shine upon you yes, and be Lord. gracious to you. The yes. Lord lifts his countenance upon you and give you give you yes. peace. Sleep with God's angels, everyone, and good night. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oof. Goodbye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.